I know what it's like to feel invisible, to think it's too late to become what you've always wanted to be. You feel like it's too late to have more life. I felt that way too, but when I lost my brother to cancer, he made me realize I have way more life to live. And I discovered the choice was mine to live it or not. I know you want to become confident and empowered, and you deserve to step into that life you are yearning for. I'm Carrie B, and I get it. There is more greatness to come in your life, and I know you can feel it. I've made a choice to live my big life. Now it is your turn to be empowered and step into the life that has always been yours. It's time for you to step off the sidelines and into your own life, the one you were created to live. It's easier than you think. I believe in you. In fact, I am your biggest fan. So let's get started. Are you worried the life you were really meant for is going to pass you by? Do you fear you can't achieve anything more in life because of your age, too young, too old? You feel discouraged and invisible, but also guilty for feeling unsatisfied? Listen, you deserve to have the fulfilling life you once dreamed of. The window of opportunity was never locked. You've just forgotten how to open it. My passion is to help you step into a life overflowing with possibilities. How to rediscover yourself, pursue what you desire, live your fullest life. And you deserve this. And I want to help. So I put together a free guide for you. Step into your big life. Three steps you can take today to start stepping into your big life. Go to www.coachcarryv.com backslash step into your big life freebie. I have linked it in the show notes. Grab your copy today. Start living the life you were created to live. Sean Murphy joins us today on Coffee and Tea with Carrie V. Sean is also a podcast host. He has a podcast called the Above the Bar Podcast. His is a show about current events, pop culture, viewed through the eyes of a middle-aged retired Marine, 20 years in the Marine. He's going to give us his viewpoint on so many things, and it has a very interesting and fascinating perspective. Listen in today as we talk with Sean Murphy, and as always, have your pen and notebooks ready to go. Sean, let's hear what you have to give us today. Sean, welcome to Coffee and Tea with Carrie V. Thank you, Carrie. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. I'm I'm pretty excited myself. <laughs> we've talked we've talked plenty enough times, and now we're finally we get everybody else can hear our conversation. That's right. That's right. And I always love all the pre the pre podcast recording questions that go on. Is just so fun because it's like we have our own little secret going on. Then <laughs> it really is. Well, I have a, I have my podcast, and I I've thought about trying to find a way to record that, but then I'm almost feel like uh, I'm cheating on my guests. I don't want people to know what that conversation is. <laughs> exactly. So we'll just leave everybody wondering now. <laughs> so Sean, tell us about you. This is what our listeners want to hear about. What, what makes you tick? What makes you who you are? Well, I am, let's see, retired Marine, the 20 years in the Marine Corps, retired as a gunnery sergeant. 
back in 2014. Uh, I'm a dad with many children, grandchildren, um, all those, all those things going on. And then, um, now I, when I retired, I got on with the railroad for years. Uh, loved it. It was a great career choice. Uh, nothing bad about it, but kind of the same adventure as everyone else. COVID hit, the world changes. And, um, I went from seven years of union seniority doing great to, I was furloughed for um, 15 minutes, but it was an eye-opening 15 yeah. minutes where I was like, I can't pay my bills with, with like this. So uh, I don't, a friend of mine called me out of the blue. Guy I hadn't talked to in years, another Marine, yeah. and said, are you looking for work? Staffing was my background. So I'm back to uh, y'all for me an opportunity. And then uh, we went full blown in this past June. And now I'm back to uh, staffing as a division manager for the North country's largest staffing firm. Uh, we reach from Burlington, Vermont through Plattsburgh, where we're headquartered at. We're at WBE also. Yeah. Um, and if folks don't know what that is, it's a women's business enterprise. Okay. Uh, and we have work from all the way out to Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse, and where I'm, where I lead the charge here in Albany. I love that. So, for those of us listening who maybe aren't aren't familiar with staffing, my first my first full time job, my first two full time jobs came through a staffing company, and so I am a huge, huge believer in the power. But I know a lot of people listening probably have never heard of a staffing company, so. Tell us about, I mean, what it is, what you, what do you do? How does it all work? So, so there's a lot of different ones out there. So our company, uh, ETS, we're focused in uh, warehousing, industrial, and manufacturing. And that can be anything from your entry-level blue or white-collar employee. So we work with C-level and executives okay. to find replacements for them. And what it is is, this is the best way I can, I can look at it. So you call a plumber to do your plumbing. Yeah. You might understand plumbing. You might know how plumbing works. You might be able to go out and do a little bit. But when it finally doesn't work anymore, you call a plumber. And the first words out of a plumber's mouth, nine out of 10 times is, you should have called me at the beginning of this. (laughs) Yes. So that's kind of what we do and what I do is... You're out there, you're looking for work, you're looking to talk to employees. When you work with a, a good, reputable staffing company, um, and there's different levels, there's some great companies out there. And some people think, well, you guys just do temp work. I do almost no temp work at all. My work is, you know, you might be on a contract portion and then become a permanent employee, but we all got to get paid somehow. Yes. But Contacting someone like myself is your job, your name doesn't go into an ATS, which is an applicant tracking system that most companies use now. You don't get lost in that shuffle. And we were joking around before the show with happy and glad. That's a real thing. You know, when you put your your name in for a resume, you put your resume in, that system reads words. And if you don't have the exact words that it's looking for, you don't get an interview. Wow, I I had no idea. Many times that happens, you know, especially with larger corporations. Mm-hmm. Sure, if it's a local mom and pop, you know, factory, something like that, 
they might physically look at each resume. But when you realize that sometimes for a single job, a company could get two, 300, 300 applications for one job. Nobody's sitting down reading all that. They come to folks like myself because I can. That's what I get paid to do. Yeah, I know what I'm looking at. And I'm, I'm vetting that person. But also for the, the candidate, that's what we do is we're able to, you know, I had a young man today, perfect example, put in for a position that I looked at it and I went, you're not qualified. And I said, and I said, and I'm not telling you this in a mean way. I'm telling you this so that you don't waste your time waiting to hear back or go on an interview and embarrass yourself. I said, but I do have another company that you're perfect for. And you meet all their qualifications. And matter of fact, it'll pay you more than what you're looking for. Wow. Those are words so you want to hear. Right. So that's what we do. And, yeah. you know, our goals are, so that's what staffing is, you know, and there's all kinds. You know, the other side of it for an employer is a good staffing company that you build a relationship with should feel like a extension, a seamless extension of your own company so that once they know what your needs are, what your, your needs, your, your wants and desires as an employer is and your goals, that staffing company should be so seamless for you. Mm-hmm. And it should be like, picking up the phone and going, I need an underwater basket weaver. <laughs> I need that. <laughs> and they, they should go, okay, sure. What are, you, what are you looking for for that person to do? What do you need them to do? Okay, got it. Because they already know your culture. They already know what you want. Mm-hmm. And they should be just providing it. And it, it should, if your staffing company feels like they're just throwing names at you, they don't know you. So how much time do you spend getting to know someone then? I mean, because this is what, I mean, right. in, in any, any, any successful business owner, entrepreneur is getting to know the people that they are working with. It, it depends so. on the, so for a candidate, um, at least an hour, a minimum of an hour. And that may not sound like much, but when I recruited for the Marine Corps, I only spent two hours with somebody. And Mm -hmm. probably an hour of that was pure like tests and screening stuff. I spent an hour just trying to build rapport. My my big questions that I ask somebody is, what are your needs? What are your goals? What are your desires? Hmm. You know, when when you're looking for your next job, I always tell them, what do you need out of that job? And some of the stuff is cliche. I need stability. I need growth. But you got to start asking the questions of, well, what does that mean to you? What is growth to you? What do you mean by that next statement? And why is that so important for you to have that thing? That gets you to the, the need behind the need of what they're looking for. Yeah. And that helps you to, to align with a company culture also. Um, so those are, you know, that's, I spent about an hour doing that, figuring out what their needs, their goals, and their desires are. And yeah. desire is always a fun one to ask someone because I'm like, do you want a place that has a coffee pot or do you want a Google type environment? You desire to have like beanbag chairs all over the place. <laughs> what you, what's the, the one thing that you can kind of say that, Hey, this would be great if they offer this. To yeah. So that's, that's how we work it. How, how important do you find that desire piece? Like when you ask someone there, I wrote this down, their needs, their goals, and then their desires. 
I will say that I was never asked that part. Needs and goals, definitely. Um, what I really wanted, never was asked that. I've asked myself that now in my own entrepreneurial journey. I'm asking myself that all the time because I'm creating my own work environment and the beanbag chairs sounds amazing. You know, (laughs) a place where I can take a nap in the afternoon. I think every company should offer that, but I know they don't. So when you get to that desire part, how many people even know what they desire? Few. Yeah. Um, It really is because what ends up happening is you ask them, what do you need out of your next employer? And they all have all these answers and your goals. Oh, I want to... I, I want to be a supervisor, a manager. I want to be in charge. Um, desire is always the one where you're like, well, what do you desire in your next position? You're like, what? You just asked me my needs, my goals. Aren't you just saying the same thing? No. And you, you have to explain to them what that means. And once you've explained to somebody what that means, you hear some unique stuff. Um, and, and again, that also depends upon where they're at in their career. So I can tell you, for example, uh, recently had a gentleman who has done very well in sales. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, you know, retail sales, but telecom. And we were talking, I said, well, here's some of your desires. He goes, you know, I really need somebody who can, you know, offer me continued education. That was a, a desire for him. That was one of those mm-hmm. items that may not always be there, but continued education. Ability to, to to go to college? Would they pay for any of that education? That's and that gives me on the other side as the staffer going in to ask the company because sometimes look we all miss things. I go I go back to the company. I go, hey, would you offer continued education? Some have been like, absolutely. If somebody wants that, we have no problem with that. We'll, we'll work that out. Some are like, no, this is not our. You know, we might get you certified in something, but that's the conversation piece again. What is that education to you? Right. So how do you then, I mean, we kind of, you kind of touched on this a little bit, but when you ask that question, this one just, it just really intrigues me, this desire question. Do you, do you first, and then how do you then lead someone into helping them really know what they do desire? Are there prompting questions that you can ask? Because I really don't think most people know. So I was trained, um, and I don't even, it's funny, I looked up this company recently, and I don't know if they exist anymore or they, their name has changed um, now or they're just in Europe. I, I don't know. But there used to be a company that did sales training called Achieve Global. And for some ridiculous amount of years, like 30 years, they were the sales training company for the Marine Corps, for Marine Corps recruiting. And they used to teach us need behind the need. Probably heard that term before. I have not. You know, I'd love to hear more about that. So, so and, and it's like any sales training. You, you just got to figure out what it is, you know, to put it in your words. But need behind the need is that idea that if I told you right now, if you said to me, I need money, well, that's a need. Well, what do you need money for? Mm-hmm. Well, I got to get a car. Well, what do you need a car for? Well, it's going to make things easier for me to get back and forth to work. Well, why is it easier for you to get back and forth to work? Well, I've been on the bus line for the last, you know, ten years, and really, it's it's limited my ability to go find better jobs. Mm-hmm. So, your need behind the need is the car to get you off the bus line to provide better opportunities. Got it. 
Got it. Okay. So you do that with a, with a, with a desire. So if I, if I said to you, well, what are some of your desires? And you said, well, I want a place that would pay for my education. Okay. Well, what's an education to you? Mm-hmm. Well, I'd like, I'd like to continue on and get my master's. Well, what is it about your master's that's so important? Well, I know, you know, it opens up different job opportunities at different career, career paths. Well, why is that so important for you to have those paths open? Well, I want to be more than just, you know, working for somebody else. Maybe I want my own business. Maybe I'm looking to move to the C-suite level, VP level. So it's, it's asking those follow-up questions, not just the initial answer. It's yeah. that need behind the need for somebody. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Okay. So you've, we've talked about their needs, their goals, their desires. And then the staffing, staffing company then comes in and you are helping them match up with the perfect employer, right? That's the goal. Yes. Okay. I always tell people, my joke is I tell them all, I want to find you a job and never talk to you again. Because that means they did my job so good. Mm-hmm. You're happy where you're at. If I got to keep talking to you, then I got to, I didn't do something. I missed something. Let's keep finding it. Yeah. How often does that happen where somebody comes back? Well, you know what? I guess I don't know what the, the numbers are, but, but they do. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's for the right reason. You know, maybe they've been at a job for three to five years and they come back to you and say, Hey, you know, um, I feel stagnated where I'm at. You know, it's yeah. a good company. They're good people. Um, I feel stagnated, but even then you start to, you, you know, the follow-up questions. Like if somebody yeah. comes to me and they've, they've got a job, my first question is, is, so why do you want to leave where you're at? Well, there's no growth or they're not paying me the money I want. Did you ask for it? Hmm. Like you, 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 yes. you think that you, you, you set a, a bomb off in their mind just by going, did you ask? Well, they're not going to, that's not what I asked. Ah. Did you physically ask them? Right. I need more money or I need a promotion. I need different responsibilities. Did you do those things? Well, no. Okay. Well, do me a favor. Go do that and then call <laughs> me back. Yeah. Because I don't want to spend an hour, two hours, whatever it takes to get you where you need to be just for your employer, just for you to go to your employer and go, hey, I really could use a dollar more an hour. Well, here you go. You should ask. Yeah. yeah. You know, and if they, and then my response to them is, if you go and you ask that question and they tell you no, they're not going to give it to you. And then I find you a job and then they offer it to you. Ask yourself this question. How valuable as an employee were you when they didn't think you would leave them? Hmm. That's a deep question. Because if all of a sudden I'm, I'm valuable now that I'm going to leave you, there's a problem there. Yeah. You didn't value me before. You, you were taking advantage of me. Yes. Yes, exactly. That's quite an eye-opener. That's quite an eye-opener, like mic drop moment. So I want to ask you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch gears. This is quite a quick switch of gears here, but I want to be able to talk about your podcast, which I think is just such an amazing service that you give through this podcast. And I would love for everybody to tap into and listen to this podcast and maybe even have some recommendations for guests for you. So go for it. Absolutely. Well, so our, so my podcast is the above the bar podcast. The name was simple enough. All my equipment sits above my bar. So it's the above (laughs) the bar. Um, 
And it gets, you know, and then there's, it's the double entendre of what does that mean? Setting things to go above the bar. Um, yeah. It has educated me on, it's educated me on more things than I can even begin to, to mention. Um, I've had everybody on from my first ever live guest was uh, a young lady. Her name is Rogue. And she is a prepper. Like this is what she does. And she, you know, we talked about what does it mean to prep? And we got into the fact that we all prep. We just don't realize it. When people are like, when people tell you, I'm not a prepper, that's craziness. So that means when I go into your home, there is no food, there's no water, there's no milk, there's no nothing. When you get done work each day, you buy the meal for the day, you prepare that meal for the day. And you throw everything away. We don't do that. We prepare. We have extra cans of this. We have stuff of that. We all do it. It's just how far do you take it? Mm -hmm. To um, coming up here, um, I'm kind of in my. uh, This is actually kicking off my my business uh, side. My my small or I don't believe there's anything that's a small business because to me it's as big as it needs to be. Yeah, but. uh, we're, we're kicking off into our uh, owner, operator. I don't know what the right term to use yet is, but I've got, uh, you know, Brian Morell. Brian's going to be on this week. Donnie is on. Donnie Boven is on next week. Um, I have amazing uh, woman around local to the Albany area named Christine Smith. She has a thing called Ripple, Ripple FX, which is a network, another networking group. Mm-hmm. And another Marine that I served with, uh, Vinnie Roman, who is a serial entrepreneur. Um, so it's, I had this, and, and you know how this works, Gary. I had this grandiose idea of what my show was going to be. And it's going to be like, be really like cool and kitschy and everybody would laugh and it would just be like fun. <laughs> and really what it turned out to be is it's a human interest story. Yeah. It's about who are you, what do you do, and what makes you great. I love and that. I just love, I love hearing people's stories. Um, we're going to get you one here sooner, sooner or later. We're gonna, it'll, it'll be an after, it'll, we'll have to take it one of your evenings. Uh, I love it. But I even had, I had um, the first all Native American paranormal investigative team on recently. Really? Like, how cool is that? So where do you find where do you find your cool guests? So I started off with a website called uh, Podcast Guest Directory. And I can't remember, I know his last name's Allman. Yeah. But phenomenal site. And what was great about it was I was using it kind of as a podcaster going through and they have a little thing that you can fill out. And you you fill out this card and you send it to the person and most people responded, you know, they, they got back to me, yo, would love to be on, you know, sounds great. And then I kept getting these emails and at the bottom of their emails, it would have like a list of who, who could be guests. And then at the bottom, it would say, um, here's some shows that you could put yourself on. So I sent over a message and I said, uh, I want to be on that list. And they said, well, We'll get you on, our, on, the, on the list. It's going to be about a month or so. That's fine. So, but I want to be on that list. I got on that list. Let's see. I started the show in June of last year. 
I got on that list probably in August or September. I haven't not been booked out months in advance since then. That wow. list came out and they put they create a Google Doc for you so that all these people can put their information on the Google Doc and you can reach out to them. So it's almost like having warm leads. Yeah. They've already reached out to you. And you just go through it and you just kind of go. And some of them were, were fitting for me uh, and what I was looking for at the time. And some were, were not so. And you start going through it and you reach out and you start contacting these people. And then the next thing you know, I was booked out months in advance. And then I started meeting people and, and I started actually having uh, PR people reach out to me. Mm-hmm. Hey, we'd like to have somebody on your show. We'd like to have somebody on your show. So then I started having PR people. And I am, whenever I talk to any of my guests, I always say, tell them the same thing. Hey, if you know somebody that you think would be fun to have one, give me their information and make an introduction. Yeah. And, uh, and since then, very networking, very business network kind of thing. Since then, um, I'm currently booked to, I've actually got to send a message out today, but I'll be booked into March. Wow. Well, that yeah. takes some pressure off you, doesn't it? It really does. The only pressure that becomes though is now the other pressure is, is because I set up a calendar thing for them. Do they remember? <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, and but even now I've got, I've got a couple of really great PR people that I've, I've connected with. Uh, Laura Pete is one and uh, Wendy, which Wendy Ford is another one who I'm comfortable enough that if something like that happened, send an email real quick, shoot it out to them. Yeah. And then have a get, they'd have somebody to fill that hole. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's amazing. Like that I've built that in my network and I'm like, okay, cool. Hey, you good? Yep. Here, here's somebody. We'll set it up. And I'm going to create people that way also. It's just fun. I love it. I love my podcast. Yeah. It's like, it, it's so much fun. I and we drink tell. bourbon. We drink <laughs> bourbon. Oh, what? Okay. So what's your favorite brand? Uh, favorite brand is Heaven's Hill. Okay, where is that out of? Kentucky. Kentucky. Um, they're actually they're one of the older ones. They're one of the ones that uh, I learned this recently. Actually, I learned it from uh, Laura Pete because she she deals with a lot of distillers and, and whatnot. She was telling me there's only like a handful of these companies, or a handful of actual top tier companies that own all the distilleries. Really, and Heaven's Hill is one of those ones. And, and they're a unique one. Like they make a, a really cheap, cheap bourbon mm-hmm. that, you know, a friend of mine who lives in Kentucky was like, Oh, you drink that? I'm like, yeah, I drink heaven. So blue label. He's like, I don't even know what that is. They make this blue label. That is amazing. But I really? like local stuff too. Uh-huh. I just got one here that we have in, you and I have here in New York called uh, widow Jane. Okay. It's a 10 year. That's a 10 year bourbon. I was like, you know, this stuff is 110 proof. I'm like, oh, <laughs> gasoline. <laughs> Good luck. But I love it. My favorite cheap bourbon, though, is uh, the TV show Walking Dead has their own bourbon. Do they? Okay, what is theirs it, called? I didn't know they had their own. It's called Walking Dead. Like It's like Walking Dead Armageddon or something like that. Really? Bourbon. It's, it's like $25 for a bottle. I wonder... So I wonder why they 
Um, I, I'm just interesting, interested why they chose a bourbon. I mean, do they drink bourbon on the show? Um, they did one. I can think of one episode where um, two of the characters drank bourbon and they drank like super expensive, expensive bourbon. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it though. Like they, no other times that I can think of where it was like a big deal and they were like throwing down, but yeah. And it's, you know, I, I love it. You know, I, I do believe there's a, there's a book out there called, uh, everyone has a podcast in them. Yes. And I think it's true. I think we all do, but it's like anything else with business related. Um, this is one of those things that it sounds fun. It sounds easy to listen to somebody. I could do that all day long. The average podcast doesn't go past 10 episodes. That blew my mind when you told me that. Blew my mind. I Do you think it's because this is, I, I can't believe we're at 26 minutes already. It was like, how does time go so fast? Um, do you think it's the mindset in which you go in? I mean, when I started my podcast, I didn't, it was not even a, when is this going to end or am I going to fail? It was, I'm going to do this and it's going to be great and it's going to be listened to and people are going to love it, period. I think what it comes down to, so I have a really good friend of mine, Herb. He's been podcasting for 12 years. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually helps people in their stuff now. He has his own thing, but he's really found a great niche where he can work with companies and people can put them together. And I think it's everyone thinks they're going to do a podcast and I've done 10 episodes. Where's my sponsor? Oh, Um, why don't I, why don't I have a million downloads? What do you mean? I'm not on Joe Rogan's level. Um, why, why ain't I trending? And what it is is people go in with that mindset because they think they're really funny and they're interesting. And, um, (laughs) maybe you're not. You're not, yeah. Or, or the topic that you have isn't for everyone, and they don't understand that. Um, but it's, I really think it's the. Uh, they think that if they're going to be, they're going to blow up. And yeah. one of my, one of my reality checks to that was, uh, and I thought I was doing good. I was probably about like twenty twenty five episodes in, and there's a company called Phoenix Shaving, owned uh-huh. by a guy named uh, Doug. Sm- uh, Doug Smythe, phenomenal guy. This is a Forbes magazine, you know, on the cover kind of guy. And he's got a great product and he's got a great company. And he was on my show and he gave me a lot of support. And we still talk. And I said, hey, would you like to be my spot, one of my sponsors? And this is a guy who likes me. And he said, Mark, how many downloads do you get in an episode? So, man, I think I'm doing good. I'm getting like, uh, I don't know, like 10, 15. He said, I appreciate it. He goes, come to me in six months. Let's see where you're at. I need you doing at least a thousand. Wow. And he wasn't mean about it. Yeah. But it was an eye op- it was an eye opener for- to me because that's yeah. his business. Yeah. And he doesn't want to want it wrapped by in a way that maybe I wasn't doing what he wanted. But you know, you start doing your research into that portion of it. And everybody, like I said, everybody thinks they're going to quit their job and they're going to be the next <laughs> star with me. Yes. I've just, re- I've relegated myself to, I enjoy this. This is fun. I'm at yes. 90 episodes now. I've, I've got 90 episodes in the, in the can. Um, I'll talk to just about anyone. And I always say everyone's welcome at the bar. Yeah. Everyone. I love it. And, 
and we had fun with it. So yeah, that's that's mine. The Above the Bar podcast. We can be found at uh, Facebook is the same name, The Above the Bar podcast. Okay. Um, Instagram's The Above the Bar podcast. We're actually on Twitch, which is uh, The Above the Bar podcast. Okay. And then our our YouTube is The Above the Bar podcast. And the only one that's off brand is for whatever reason, Twitter wouldn't let me have that. So the Twitter is at above the bar four. And we do a really cool. Do you have any stickers? I have to ask you a question. I have to get back into my, my podcast remote for me. Do you have stickers yet? Stickers? I'm going to say no because I don't know what you mean. I need a Carrie V sticker. You should have Carrie V stickers. Oh, I have, st- tea, I have stickers, just not for the. Podcast like with my logo and the life is short. Choose wisely. I have all those stickers. Yeah. So, so you have to send me one. Okay. We, do, we, have, we have a big board that I have behind my uh, my camera. That's for what I call sticker and a cause. I will send you and a sticker. What is, and what it is is um, anyone who has a podcast, you have a, an organization you support, non for profit, whatever it is. If you send me a sticker, I'll read about it on the show and it's called sticker and a cause. And then it goes on the board. I love that. I love that. I love that. So we know I'll send them out. We'll go off. We'll go off camera again and I'll grab your address. (laughs) I can see, I can see you sitting there and having like a zillion stickers showing up from people. You don't even know. (laughs) So, so we know where we can find you. Can you tell us, this is the question of the day, your version of your pow pow shoes. So it was great. I'm so glad you explained to me what pow pow shoes were beforehand. Because <laughs> um, I probably would have been wondering. But I think for me, my version of that has to be, um, so I'm a Mason also. Mm-hmm. And it's my Masonic ring. I don't know if it shows it. And oh, yes. My dad's got one like that. So I had this one made in 2001. And it was, there was a model for another ring. And then I had, I said, well, I like that one, but I want this. And I had it custom made. They made a mold for it out in California for me, the whole nine yards. And I'll never forget, I paid in 2001, I paid $450 for that. Wow. And it and I was a young sergeant, $450 was a lot of money. Yeah. Still is. Um, and it's, I think that that's really, if I think about something that I keep on me at all times, um, is that it reminds me, it grounds me in uh, making sure that I treat everyone equally, regardless mm-hmm. of where you come from. Um, you know, level playing field for everyone. So I, I would probably say that's my, my, my version of my pow pow shoes. I love it's that. Uh, I love that. that cause it, cause it's always on me. Yeah. Always on me. Beautiful. And one last question before we, before we log off here, a writing prompt, a journaling prompt for our listeners. Something to get um, them thinking. A journaling prompt. I would, and that was another one. Let me think about that for one second. But I would say um, somebody that you didn't follow up with that you should have. And mm. why? That's deep. 
Because in my business, follow-up is everything. In all businesses, it is. You know, it, it's it's so important to, to follow up with my clients and my candidates. And um, I feel like it's one of those aspects that we miss. So somebody that you should have followed up with, and why didn't you? Maybe you had a perfectly justifiable reason, or maybe you realized that I should have followed up there, yeah. and I can go back and still and still salvage it. Yes, that's uh, that's I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, and thank you for all the insights you've given us today. I'm excited to get to know you better and just catch up with you more and more and more on your podcast. It'll take me a while to binge listen to all of them, but I'll get there. <laughs> and thank you so much for joining us and hanging out with us today. Absolutely, Carrie. I appreciate your time. I appreciate what you're doing because this is fun. I yeah. think actually short of uh, Herb's podcast, this is the first one I've done outside of my friends who have them. So really, thank you. You're thank welcome. You so thank you. Yeah, you yeah, your, your, uh, your listeners will have to tell me how I did. They will. they will tag you. I will put everything in the show notes. They'll let you know (laughs) and they'll all love you. It'll all be great. Thank you so much. Thank you, Carrie. Welcome. Hey, thanks for listening in. I want you to know, I do not take it for granted that you give me this time to have coffee and tea together with me. But before you go, it would mean the world to me if you grab a quick coffee or tea refill and pop into the podcast reviews and leave me a review. It's how this podcast grows. It's how it reaches and empowers more women. And it's how I know how to serve you best. I want this podcast to be what you need. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode and share it with your friends. And follow me on Instagram at I am Carrie V. Remember, it is never too late. Peace out, girlfriend. Pow, pow.